the rails review and discussion of horror, cult films, and cinema. This is that country. The science family. Want a date? You better get yourself a garlic t-shirt, buddy. My name is Warren. His name was Jason. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. Call me Snake. The blackest eyes. Keep away. The sour is mine. With your host, Loki Jesse. Cap dead. Details later. And Tim. My victim. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome again to Troglodyte Podcast. I am Loki Jesse. And uh, I am Tim. Uh, you just say, hey, guys, it's Tim. Or, never mind. Yeah. Um, it's a long day. That's something new. Uh, you don't want me to do something new? Yeah, okay, go Fuck for it. Fuck you, then. All right, I don't fine. I'll do it anymore. All right, fine. Um, this is Tim's last episode. Uh, I love you, man. Yeah. Thank you for um, being here. So, um, how's your day going? It's been going pretty good, man. That's cool, dude. Uh, but are you ready for? Well, how was your Thanksgiving? Uh, it was good. It, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, did, did you did, Are you? Did you and the wifey dress um your daughter as a little turkey or uh, a little program? Yes. Oh, that's so cute. <laughs> Oh man! Pretend like is is Leslie Jones funny? Is he is so funny? I, I love I, Leslie Jones. I, lo- I love her too. Like I, I saw some of her um her her segments from the Daily Show when she now that they have writers, they could come back again. Yes, and she was funny. And the week prior, they had um Sarah Silverman, who's also funny. Obviously, and honestly, like AI sucks. Um. I'm going to say that I'm not. I don't. Um, yeah, I don't remember when we had um, Esso Sir on the show, and he recommended that I use AI to do the summaries for the show. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. No, we need to have them back on. When Zombie uh, Face or Sick Man going to be on the show? I don't know, man. I, I've I've talked to them about it. Did they, keep uh, you they, the they show they show interest, but but also we're busy. Like we're yeah. also busy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It, it is the holiday, so. Yeah. Damn. I figured probably not till next year, whenever, yeah. like, we have our schedules are also clear and there's, like. Yeah. The the simple fact that we were able to get Asos her. Yeah, it's a blessing. Uh, Was a blessing. Yeah. Because he, I don't want to say maybe he might be the one with the least amount of time in his hands. Yeah. But I, I think all of them ha- don't have a lot of time in their hands either. Yeah. Well. So, it, 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 on top of you know full time jobs and being parents, because they are. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they want that out. Uh, I don't know if oh God, like I just imagine when, um, the time will the, the, you know the time will come one day when you know you won't be able to do this because you know of your responsibilities and stuff. So I, you know what, man, it, <sighs> I'll wait for you. <laughs> it, it's difficult, but uh, I think in a friendship and in and in something like like this. Yeah. Uh, you, you find a way. Yeah. You find a way. If you really want to do something, you 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 find a way to do it just because because you want to. Yeah. Well, the guys. Um, one of my favorite shows. Um, plug here. Um, Forever Midnight Guys. They've been doing their show 
for a long time, but you know, like they got responsibilities, but they find ways to sometimes they yeah, they take, you know, like long hiatuses, but they always come back. Yeah, for sure. So um shout out to Forever Midnight. Um check them out. Uh speaking of shout outs, <laughs> nice segues to um our friends of the show. Shout out to Infinity Apparel Collectibles, Eric's shop. Uh, if you're looking for action figures of horror movies, Funko Pops, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, Wrestling, Gundam. Now they have Gundam models. Those are really nice. And, you know, lightsabers and stuff. Check them out. Infinity Apparel and Collectibles located at 2107 Shadow Drive, Suite Number 4. Also check out Anthony and Liz's shop, um, Calle Ocho Hyphen Hobbies. Anthony was just recently in Mexico City for a Pokemon tournament. He ch- tried, but he could not beat somebody's Mexican Pikachu. His um, Irish Butterfree, Butterfree could not um, handle the Mexican, the Pikachu-ness of it. Okay. But if you think your uh, Lovecraftian Pikachu can take on somebody's um, Stephen King Mew, Stop by Gaia Ocho Hype and Hobbies. They are located at 1003 Garfield Street. Also, if you're into Warhammer D&D and other um, uh, role-playing games, stop by Noble Gaming Warrior. Run by our former manager, Dan L. Nixon or Dan Y. Nixon? Uh, it's, it's Lee. Lee. Okay, Dan Lee Nixon. Yeah, I no, think. no relation to Bruce Lee. No. Also, um... Check out or uh, Robert Nixon. Okay. Also, on um, um, you can find her grins from below. Her locker rose, who she sells a lot of of uh, pillows, tapestries of hover. They're like hover themes, astrology, serial killers, other fun stuff that you know you shouldn't buy, but you're going to buy anyway. She also has tarot cards. You know, I told her that she should sell the Adventures of Tiny Dick Coloring Book. <laughs> If you know, you know. Also, big shout out to our sponsor, Eddie, owner of On The Rocks Tavern, located here on 1110 Lincoln Street. This is our residency. This is where we court. We have a couple of drinks with us. I am drinking some Bud Light. And I'm having uh, Jack and Coke like always, man. Yes. And as always, we started off the show before recording with taking a shot of Jaeger. Yeah. Well, Tim did. I didn't. I'm a pussy. So, with all that out of the way, boom, let's go to the mailbag. Hope we don't have a mailbag yet. If you want to send us emails or comments or thoughts, email us at chocolatehacf at gmail.com. You can join our Patreon. $1 subscription gets you old content, stuff that was here before Tim was ever here. Well, stuff that existed before Tim was here, but we pretend it never existed because the show didn't exist till Tim got here. That that sounds confusing. But yes, $5, $5 you could tell us what movies to watch. Go to patreon.com, troglodyte, A-C, no, H-A-C-F.com. Um, also, if you're into male grooming, check out, Ma- oh no, we don't have Manscaped. If you okay, if you're having trouble this holiday, go to no. We don't have better health either. Then what? What sponsors do we have? Nothing. All right. Um. Well, we have Butt Light as a sponsor. <laughs> Butt Light is 
sponsorship. No, no, no. I mean, they don't want us. They don't want us. <laughs> okay. Now, let's drop the grenade. Our film today took a while for us to get here. Yes. We started with the thing. We made it to the Prince of Darkness. Now, the final part of John Carpenter's Apocalypse Trilogy, In the Mouth of Madness. I wish I should have a button to cue in um, Rob Zombie's In the Mouth of Madness. Yeah, well, yeah, because, like, you know, like, he has that song, um, I, I got it. I think it's Super Beast. Sure, 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 sure. I know he mentioned it in, in Super Beast, or maybe no it's idea. one of the Astro Keep songs. Bada, bada, bada. Anyway. Wow. I have not seen this film in a while. Stop using the force. He, he just used the force to move. Tim is using the, Tim is in Jedi training, and he just used the force to move his microphone. Anyways, sorry about that. It's okay. See, see, <laughs> stop, young Padawan. I don't, I don't even. I'm not a big Star Wars fan. I'm even playing also there. Wow, but you got that reference? Yes, obviously, because I'm not. I don't have. I, I have a soul. Yeah. Okay, so in the mouth of madness. First time you watched it. Yes. Opinion. Well, quick opinion. What did you think? Uh, Sam Neill kills it. I'm going to be completely honest with you. He, he, he's probably my favorite uh, part of this movie. Yeah. Um, let me just do a quick check here to see if this was after or before Jurassic Park. Ooh, that's a good question, actually. Because he he has been killing it ever since he's, he came on the scene. He has... Because like one of his... Oh, well, he was also in an episode of Rick and Morty. Really? He was the Mort, the Monograntron leader. I have no idea. Me neither. And he was also in Thor Ragnarok. He was played Odin. Uh, let's see. Oh, no, I think it was Love and Thunder. Let's see. Going down the list. I'll just cut this part out. The Silence. A Bionicle Man. Of... No, it looks like this was after. Yeah, this was after Jurassic Park. Yes. So yeah, this is yeah, this is a year after Jurassic Park, and yes, he kills it. He has been killing it for the longest time. I mean, one of his early films that we should see one day is called Possession. Oh no. One of his other early films was the Omen Three, the Final Conflict. He played he played the adult version of Damien, but he's an really? a, I didn't know that he's an Australian actor, and he has been killing it ever since he came on the scene. He has so many great roles, whether he could just play a good, whether it's a good guy or bad guy, he always plays the he plays it straight. Oh, no, he just plays it so good. He was also in the Hunt for Red October. But what did you think of this, the way this structure was? I mean, because I guess, let's just um, say this right now. There, This was so heavily 
influenced by Lovecraft. Yes. So like more because like I know people say that the thing had Lovecraft uh a, a feel to it, mm-hmm. and Prince of Darkness also had a Lovecraft vibe, but this just like really went all out with the Lovecraft influence. It was in everything from the novels to the monsters to the settings, even some of the the quotes that were they were reading from the book. Yeah, were directly off of Lovecraft's uh, books. Yeah. Yeah. And Oh, we cannot forget it also have the great Charlton Heston. I don't know who that is. What? Yeah. Charlton Heston? You don't know that's the original guy from the original Planet of the Apes. And he was playing who? He was he, he was DC's the guy that screams at the end of the film. You you blew it up! Damn you to hell! You blew oh, I it know, up! I know I know that. Who was he playing in the movie? He was the publisher. He was the one that hired Samuel to go investigate. Uh, well, yeah, I, I wouldn't be able to tell you. Yeah, like he was the. Let me just make sure I, 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 I'm saying his name. If I'm saying the right actor, uh, you could name him whatever you want to. I still don't know who that is, but okay. Yeah, Charlton Heston. Yeah, Charlton Heston. He was the he was the he was the publisher, uh-huh. the one that Sam Neill like. The okay, so then like the there there was the. And I'm going to try and get you out of here. <laughs> After all, my redecorating. No, I, I I think I'll stay. There's a guard with a pair of swollen testicles who swears you wanted out of here. Oh yeah. Um, Change my mind. I see. So there's the man that um, that gives Sam Sam Neil. Well, John John Tennant. Wait, summary. So um, Sam Neil plays John uh, Trent. He is an insurance investigator who basically um, snuffs out uh, false claims. Okay. Uh, the film begins with him um, basically finding out uh, an insurance fraud claim. His uh, agent. Uh, then sends him to a publisher for their filing a claim for uh, the latest author, um, Sutter Kane, who mysteriously disappeared. Um, John basically looks up his books and stuff and try- and finds that he might have disappeared to this town called Hobbs End that is no longer on the maps. He goes to investigate along with the publisher's assistant, uh, the editor, editor Leslie Stiles. Uh, they find the town. She is driving. He is asleep. She sees some crazy shit. When they get to the town, she basically tells him to drive. When they get to the town, they find it mysteriously almost empty. They go to the local hotel, well, the local inn, set up a room. They meet the nice, kind old lady who runs the place. Yes. And then they start talking about how... This whole town is fiction and not real. And they have a debate on what is real and what is not. They then go investigate the local church where the local town folks start um, lynching the place and demand that the author, Southern Kane, return the son. The townsfolks are then attacked by dogs. John and Leslie then go back to the hotel. John is, wants to leave without looking. Leslie takes the keys and goes back to the church. She finds Sutter Kane, and then she starts using, you know, some of the monsters from his book start 
menacing her and then she becomes under her under their sway after he shows her the book in a flash of light and all the images pass through her she then returns to john at the hotel john is trying to leave and he gets us accosted he then gets dragged he tries to leave the town only to end up coming back to the town in a repeated loop finally he ends up in a confessional booth with sutter kane in a confrontation where he tells him to return his book to the real world john returns to the real world but abandons the book while he is staying at a hotel the book uh, ends up being delivered to him he ends up burning the book fall on a bus ride back to town in the uh, he wakes he in a dream he wakes up next to sutter kane who tells him who starts menacing and fucking with his dreams he returns back to the publisher tells him the story the publisher says it's not it can't be true because he already delivered the book once john sees that all hope is lost he gets starts killing people and ends up in a mental asylum for in the asylum he retells the story to the asylum's doctor who doesn't believe the story as the doctor leaves that later that night the whole world plunges in chaos as the the creatures from southern kane's books start taking over the world sam um is able to leave the institution goes to a movie theater and watches in the mouth of madness and starts laughing maniacally as the film portrays every situation that he has been blending the world the reality and the world of Sutter Kane into one apocalyptic end. That is the film. And. Wow. Wow. Of. Okay, I think he said. No, wait, we'll save that to the end. But yes. just. Let's go back to Sam Neill. How awesome is he in his cynicalness? Oh, he's always played a good fucking cynicalist. Even in the Jurassic Park, he kind of played. Yeah, it. He, he he played it as an as a more um uh pompous, but this one he was full asshole. Yes, and it was so cool. He kept having. Did you watch sit- him on a uh, uh, Peaky Blinders? No, that's fucking good. Have you have you seen him in Daybreakers? No. Oh, that's a good film. That's a that's a good uh B horror film with Ethan Hawke and uh uh-huh. William Defoe. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Fuck yeah. Yeah, um he was also in this other film called uh, It's based on a true story for like his daughter kills the babysitter or something. I don't know. It's a good okay. film. He's just a very well-versed actor. Yes, he is. He read about you in there. He knew you'd bring it back and start the change, make what's happened here happen everywhere. Try to stop you. I'm not a piece of fiction. I think, therefore, you are. Read it if you don't believe me. What did you think of this film's story? Uh, super interesting, man. Uh, um, when you told me that there was going to be a trilogy. Yeah. Right. And I remember watching Prince of Darkness and being very disappointed. Uh, and I, so I came in with just um, my hopes low. Yeah. I didn't think it was going to be a good movie. I'm happy to say that I wasn't like disappointed. Disappointed. 
no, I, I, I genuinely, I, I thought it was a really, really good mo- uh, movie. And um, um, what's the best way to put it? I'm glad Carpenter likes kind of like doing these like weird kind of like a B horror, not really B horror, but um it's again it's out of the box for him because he's yes. done like s- so many is it though well not really out of the box but like he's not afraid to take chances when it comes to his filmmaking yeah i mean when like when he did the thing people just assumed that all he could do was like you know like horror alien films and he was like fuck you i could do better i mean i i and he, he's, he's like fuck you i can do something else and he did starman which was like an alien romance Yes. Which is something that you do on the list. And also, you know. Little, then, the Big Trouble in Little Tokyo yeah. or Little China. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little, little, little Tokyo. No, Little China. Uh, fucking. Uh, Christine. No, no. Christine. Christ, still, that's, yeah, that's Christine. still in the horror realm, but it's like he's able to. Escape from fucking New York and escape from L.A. Yeah. Um, vampires. We, just, we, we should do someday. Yeah. Uh, for, oh, Assault on 13. Well, the, no, it's, you know, the original, the remake was somebody else. But he's just very, like, so, like, this film was written in the 80s, and it was um, it was offered to him, but he passed, and then it went through several other directors until it came back to him. Okay. And I think Sam Neill maybe convinced him to do this, and he said, yeah, why not? And he did. So okay, so explain to me, um, how is this considered? Like, did he himself say this is my like apocalypse tr- uh, uh, trilogy? No, no, this was something that the I think the fans gave it. I think the hit the fans of his films noticed the downer endings of it and okay. how it signified the end of the end of the world. Okay, how each of these films really left like a. Um, not is that the word anonymous or yeah ominous uh, ominous that's the word anonymous and because like in the and the thing Sorry. we don't know if Grady or the other guy is the is is the alien or if McCready. they're both McCready, yeah if they're if they're you know if they're both infective or if one is infective yeah, or if they're sure. alive so like they they don't trust each other so it's you know if the even if they do get even if they do die and get frozen, the fact that you know the one eventually one of them will thaw out and yeah the, and the thing will will continue yeah and the prince of darkness was really much like of a a pocket it was more like a foretelling of a cosmic again okay. Lovecraft cosmic horror where it was going to the sense that it was an actual. Extra, I don't know, extraterrestrial or like other dimensional world of of monsters where the the devil was interdimensional. Yeah, where like I, the, I the you, end you. was gonna come. It's coming through a window, through the mirror. Not a window, through a mirror. Yes, it, it was just very. It's like the oh my god, it was just like so uh uh, uh weird. But this one really like put it this in a bow tie. This one was definitely more Lovecraftian than anything. Yeah, it was. Uh, like the others were. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. Uh, it definitely showed more of like. Um, uh, you you kind of see why uh, Halloween three is such like a weird movie. Yeah. <laughs> 
um in the sense that like this is this is carpenter like at at his like most creative maybe yeah uh also probably at his peak uh um we had a couple of uh, bad movies in the 2000s. Yeah. But uh, I, I honestly, I, I wish I knew about this movie beforehand. Uh, I, I feel like uh, it's such like a kind of like a, a bit of a hidden gem. Well, in the 2000s, like the last, he did The Ghosts of Mars mm-hmm. and then retired and yes. then The Ward and then retired again yes. until this TV series, The Peacock on something. Yeah. But because um, another film that he did with Sam Neill was with Chevy Chase and uh diana no i forgot her name hannah daryl hannah sorry i'm not gonna be able it's to it's called uh memoirs of memoirs of Invi- memoirs of an invisible man okay where sam neil was kind of like an agent trying to track down chevy chase because chevy chase was caught in an experiment where he became invisible okay but that was like i think that was like one of the the early times that sam neil worked with john carpenter but this this style of John Carpenter was very, like old school. It's like so, like um, so like the other two films were Lovecraft just enough, and this one was just a like full blown Lovecraft, because it was so there. I mean, one thing that I, I gotta point out to it right now, um, what did you think of their practical effects? Oh, I loved it. I lo- I loved it for sure. Uh, they're not the best looking. But uh, uh, it, so definitely shadows and lights and 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 uh, um, it, it it was it was nice. Uh, I I feel like he's done better, but but uh, I I mean it didn't take me out of it. I've yeah. I've seen some really shitty fucking like even the CGI was still good. Yeah, I, I mean this was still me like in the, the early movie. of the CGI, but still oh, for like, sure, dude. But I and I thought it was really good, man. I I I don't have too much complaints about it. Did you know? That the young paper boy was, well, that the paper boy was um, Hayden Christensen, who would later go on really? to be Anakin Skywalker. Shut the fuck up. Uh, I'm not kidding. Dude. That it's is the, It's in the credits. It's like I, one of his first films. Wow. That's fucking great. Um, you know what I found funny was uh, uh, Carpenter coming out twice in this movie. Really? Once as a, he was in the in the mental ward. Oh. Yeah. As, as, a, as an inmate. And then obviously at towards the end, as the director of the movie <laughs> yeah. that that the book was based off of, I guess. Did you know um that that this film had two Batman villains voice actors? Really? I didn't know that. It was John Glover. He was the he was like the the one that that um instituted um John Trent John uh Trent. Okay. And the doctor. Ooh. The the John Glover voice the Riddler, and the Doctor voice Ra's al Ghul. Really, I I didn't know that. That's yeah, fucking badass. I know, dude. Like it's so cool. And like the um, Batman. Yeah. Um. Damn, you know what? Sam Neill would be would play a great Batman villain. I mean, he would play like a great Batman mobster villain. I can see that. Uh, I can see that. Like he, he could play. I'll uh, um, watch him uh, or just kind of find out on him. Uh, he's. He's really, really good on uh, on Piggy Blinders. I'll check that one out. Piggy, what's yeah, that one Piggy about? Piggy Blinders. It's a, a British gang. Oh, a British school. Yeah, and well, he's he, Australian. He, and he plays, New Zealand. Yeah, and he plays a really good monster. Oh, and he he's pretty much like kind of like the series like one big bad one that we should definitely do on next year. Um, when we get a chance, Event uh-huh. Horizon because he was very good in Event Horizon. Okay, 
Have you seen that one? No. Okay, that's a good one. That's kind of like the Hellraiser in space, unofficially. Okay. Well, it's it's very good. It's very like again, sci-fi horror, like ghost ship in space. But going back to this film, again, it's like and I have to mention this Lovecraft. His influence is so felt everywhere in horror. It, it's. It's just, um, I don't know, like, you know, like, again, I got to bring this up again. Like, you know, some of the pieces of shit just make good stuff. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's just weird. A like, complete scientist and uh, essentially afraid of his own fucking shadow. And yeah. Blamed everybody that wasn't white, but uh, like made some fucking good uh, um, stories, though. Uh we, we get we get a lot of the Cthulhu mythos from him. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, some of the stuff and then uh, a lot of people just kind of took it around with it man uh, yeah. a lot of the things that you kind of hear that are like uh lovecraftian now yeah have pretty much just kind of been uh uh, uh made by other people uh, he hasn't really been uh obviously he hasn't really been uh, uh on top of that since he died yeah but it's it's just that there's even like a study of lovecraftian out yeah. there and I think at the time there was like a Lovecraftian film society where they would basically like self-fund their own Lovecraftian films. Sometimes some of them would be silent and some of them would be... That's cool, man. Like, uh, um, but so it's just... I know uh, this is... The title is taken from Into the Mind of Madness or something no, like that. At it, the Mountains of Madness. At the Mountains of Madness. Thank you. that was something that Guillermo del Toro wanted to do. Yeah, that's one of the film. That's one of the films he wants to do. Okay, and in his home studio or home museum, mm -hmm. he has like the penguins that he would have. Because like in the book, it describes the penguins of how they look. Mm -hmm. So he has a concept of a penguin or how it would look in the film. Okay, but yeah, it's like he is a heavy. Even some of his some of the creatures in his Hellboy films are influenced by Lovecraft. Yeah, yeah I know that. And uh, who else? God, man, there's like so many. Again, going back to the thing, the thing was like you know referenced by Lovecraft. Well, the 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 way it was, again, it, it all goes back to that fear of the unknown, of not knowing, and that's one thing that the the creature designers for In the Mouth of Madness had trouble making the creatures mm -hmm. because they wanted to base them on Lovecraft, but they. they Again, Lovecraft doesn't describe what the creatures look. Yeah. He describes the horror. He describes the way they look by people's reaction to them. By the way that they're so... Like, looking upon them is so disgusting and hideous. It baffles the mind. It it breaks you. It, 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 it just... Like, they're... The way he would describe them is that there is no description to them. Because that's how hideous they were. I like that. And they had so much trouble making creatures like that. Yeah. But, you know, and then they just... Uh, even the, the, the creatures in the tunnel, they weren't... They were they were all done individually, but they were just put, like, in a... In a, in a, on, a on a rotator belt, so they were just basically be... They, it would look like they were... Like, they all were moving, <laughs> but they were, all, they were, like, on a converter belt. Yeah. They were just, like, moving. I mean... 
Oh man, that's like all together. I mean, for this. Now that you saw this last one, what is your overall thought on this apocalypse um, trilogy? Apocalypse overall trilogy. score for the apocalypse theory uh, uh, trilogy. The the thing is a is a perfect to to almost perfect movie. To me, the thing will always be like a nine, a ten, even. Like, uh, I mean, uh, Prince of Darkness killed it for yeah. me in the sense of like, mm, I, I was in, the, I, and I think I gave that a six or five. Yeah. Um, and this one came in in clutch, man. It, it definitely saved the trilogy in itself. I wouldn't put it above the thing. I think the thing in it, like, that movie is perfect. Yeah. Uh, I I would I would put it at like an eight, yeah. So let's just meet in the middle. For me, uh, I feel like it's almost too low. The trilogy in itself, seven point five. Okay, and the in the mouth of madness by itself. Said so I said I I would, I would give it an eight. Okay, for sure. Uh, uh, it's a good movie. I would definitely watch it again. Uh, 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 maybe to the second or third time, really break down and and like um, study. Yeah, like the background. I like doing that sometimes. Yeah. Well, this was that that's an, that was an actual church that I think it's still standing in in Ontario. Really. And yeah. Wow. I think it's Ontario. Wow. Yeah. The um, I've. I remember seeing this film when I was like 14. My brother was working at Blockbuster and he came home with it along with the poster. So like we had the we had the poster of the film for a while. I don't know what happened to that poster. But it was it wasn't it was such a good film at the time and but it still is and it's so nice seeing it again. Oh, for sure. It's, I, it's, I haven't seen this for a while now. It's a great now. fucking film. And I'm going to give this, putting nostalgia aside for me, the overall feel of this film, now that I'm older and I see it with with more knowledge of Lovecraft, I, I'm going to give this an, I'm going to say an 8 too. I'm going to get, well, you said 8.5 or you said 8. Uh, I give it an 8. Okay. A flat 8. I should write these down. Now, I'm going to give it an 8, too. I really like this film a lot. As Samuel really killed it off. Like he, he For was, sure. I, I want to give it a higher score. Yeah. But then I feel like if you go a little higher, then you're kind of disrespecting the thing. Yeah. <laughs> overall, the, the overall trilogy, Um, I'm going to say an 8 because I, I, I really... Fuck, you know what? You're right. Yeah, yeah. I'll give I, it mean, an I, mean, I mean, like I did... I love... I have... It took me a long time to see the original thing. Yeah. Well, the, the the John Carpenter thing. And then I remember seeing Prince of Darkness when I was younger. But seeing, you know, all of them now, I I got to give this this whole this whole um, feel an aid because it was a perfect blend. You know, it was, it, you know, it's like, you know, like the, the, the beginning was good. The middle was eh. But like the ending, you know, it, again, it's like that grenade, you know, like For sure, yeah. it's it's like, you know, like bringing the it's like the cavalry arrived. 
like bring in the troops. So yeah, I'm gonna just gonna give it an all around eight. You know, to trilogy an eight, and this film an eight. You know, Sam Neill's performance was very good. I mean, this wasn't a bad film. I mean, like it, no, it, it, it wasn't. It, it, it really film. kept on moving too. I mean, we, the yeah, pacing. It, it didn't really feel like it was lagging, and and even if it at slow points. It didn't feel like it was slow. It felt like it was giving you suspense. And that's the yeah, difference. Especially that part of the film where um, uh, Styles was driving and Sam was asleep. But it's like you feel, you, 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 like, you know, even though the main character is asleep, you're still in suspense because now you're seeing the perspective from yeah, the other sure. girl. From the girl, and also like when 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 the Cha Jong wakes up, he's still cynical. He doesn't want to believe, you know. He is so. Again, it's a cold, like you know, like you have to see with your own eyes to believe in something. And since he didn't see all this crazy stuff till the end, it's like you know, it yeah. didn't really drive him crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening to us. We're gonna put a, a bow tie on this now. Um, once again, thank you everybody for listening to us. Please, uh, please subscribe. I'm already drunk. I'm tired. Oh, you have two beers. Leave me alone. Don't judge me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, I'm just tired. So um, thank you everybody for listening to us. Please uh-huh. like and subscribe to our show. Tell your friends about it. If you want to support the show, join our Patreon. We have one daughter tier. You could hear our old back catalog. Everything that did not exist before Tim is there. <laughs> I was just waiting for you to say something. Fucking losing. Yeah. You know, I should name the I should name the the cat the tiers. Uh huh. It's like because I was thinking, okay, should I stick with the crab theme or the the hermit theme? Like if I stick with the crab, I could say the the blue crab, the blue crab special. Or you know the red, the king crab, the, for the tears. Or should I say like you know the hobo tear, and then the hermit tear, or like you know the 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 tramp tear. Sure. Why the tramp tear? Because tramp is another word for hobo. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I, I mean, hobos are referred to either as hermits, tramps, or hermit, hermit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or homeless, or vagabonds. Vagabond. Or Bohemians. Bohemian. I like Bohemian. Well, the Fourth Doctor was, you know, was just, was you know modeled after Bohemian. That's his whole style. Mm. Yeah, there's some Doctor Who nods to you. So thank you everybody for listening to us once again. I am Loki Jesse, and I'm Tim. And remember to keep on shining. I'm brushing teeth, guys. Later. Share to like and follow our Facebook and Instagram at Troglodyte Horror and Cult Film Review or email us at troglodytehacf at gmail.com altogether lowercase. If you want to support the podcast, join our Patreon.